after dark, baby. Don't do it. I've never been so happy and so pissed off at Jorginho all at the same time. As soon as that happened, I literally face palmed. I'm like, Matt's going to go off on him. So, like, I have to take it in perspective, right? Like I said, it's the only time I'm going to come to his defense. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And it just happened to be this game where he made the biggest mistake that he possibly could have made. And in all honesty, how he was trying to control that ball, I have no idea. Like, that seemed like the most asinine way to to do it. If anything, just simple control it and then just back pass it to Mendy. Or head it away, kick it out of bounds, like do something. He Like, his body went backwards as he was trying to play with his foot, like – was he trying to chest it and then didn't work? And then, like, I don't even know what he was trying to do. I think, honestly, he didn't think San- Sancho was coming in that hot. I think he thought he had more time. Well, he, he had two people coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, that's just, to me, at his level, right? We're talking about we're talking about Jorginho at his that's level. Not, that's not fair. The, the, ball, the, the Ballon d'Or is a who won the most shit this year. And Jorginho won almost everything this year. That is why he was in the conversation, and there's no other reason why. That's the only reason he finished above Conte, is because he won with Italy. He won the Euros. And what about Messi? He won the Copa. Messi Wait, has let's a, be honest, that's a joke. This was a lifetime achievement award for Messi. Yeah. Yeah. Lewandowski should have won it last year and also this year. Lewandowski should have won it too. It, it's, it's not even close. It, okay. it, it's it's such a load of shit. That's why I hate the Ballon d'Or. It, it's it's really just a load of shit. It's whoever it, it's whoever they think the best player overall over the course of however many years is the best player. Like they were still showing highlights of Messi at Barca. Okay, go ahead, throw on the shit at PSG. He hadn't done shit. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to be fair, I think this was only fit, like it's from the, the end of one, one, one summer to another. Either way. But they like, didn't have the award last year, did they? No, they didn't because no, Lewandowski would have won it. But I, but I think his PSG, does, like his PSG time doesn't count. If that's yeah. the case, then he shouldn't even be a nominee next year. No, he shouldn't, but he won't be because he has a name. That's the thing. It's all about a name. Like, Cristiano was what? I think he was seventh? Top ten. Yeah. Really? You're playing in Syria. Let, let's be real. Well, that's like the whole Donnarumma and Edward Mendy for best keeper. Which is a crock of shit because the only reason, the only reason why Donnarumma won is because of Euros and he was named player of the tournament. That's it. Yeah, I just wish he doesn't even start for PSG. I just wish they like they define. <laughs> Never starts the for PSG. Yeah, you're, you're spot on, dude. I, I I wish they just defined the awards a little bit more. Like, what what what's the criteria here? Like, are we talking about best performances? Are we talking about most impactful? Like, when we talk about the the MVP award in basketball, it's like, is it the most 
is it the person who's most valuable to his team or is it the person who who's most valuable to the league right or whatever right like there's... which i feel i feel like i feel like that's how it is with with the ball and door who's mm-hmm. most valuable for the sport of football it's like russ well, it's westbrook you know averages a triple double and it's never been done before so he wins the mvp and then he does it four more times and now he's not like did he, did he, is it not as impressive because he did it twice, three times, four times? Like it loses its luster, right? And then mm-hmm. people start to say, oh, he does it, but it's not as cool now. Yeah, now it's almost expected. Well, at the same, at the same time, Lewandowski is doing shit that nobody's done on the yearly basis. I, I think what hurts him, though, is that Bundesliga is considered kind of a farmer's league. I think there's not a lot of respect for Bundesliga across well, and the, the fact that he plays for Poland. Like Messi plays for Argentina. Yeah, congrats. You won the Copa America, which you probably should have done probably five or six times considering the amount of talent that you have in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think like that's right. Knock out by Chile. Really? Shouldn't. <laughs> like it, Uruguay. It's yeah. Like it's it's just bad. It, it's a bad look for for the awards. It it doesn't mean anything. It loses all value. But let's be honest here, guys. Uh, what 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 thing that FIFA does is doesn't have some smell of corruption or smell of bullshit around it. Like what Qatar, what goes they, on? That, Qatar. Goes they on? earn that. They earn that honestly. Anything related to top calf. None of it, none of it's like legit. None of it's by the book. It's all bullshit. It yeah. all sucks. It's all political corruption. That's the way it is. It's how it's always gonna be. It, it's it, it's it's unbelievable. Like you expect people to be honestly, I think it's by probably uh jersey sales. That would be my guess. If, if you look at everything, if you look at like the the top 10 it's probably by jersey sales well the the thing that like irritated me with the whole thing is ronaldo finishing sixth above mo salah who is yep. probably one of the top three best players in the world and ronaldo is not it, agree yeah. well the thing is when did they make the voting because looking at ronaldo in the last three months having to save Man U out of almost every single match. I'm curious as to when they actually did the voting. Well, the the nominees were announced on October 8th. So, yeah, probably mid-October, early November. He's been saving United's ass for God knows how long, so I guarantee you that went into the equation. But, but like Colin said, like they're not supposed to factor in stuff after a certain date, and I don't remember what that date is. But it's FIFA. <laughs> Recency bias is what we call that in the biz. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I like that they just had to create an award for Lewandowski. Yeah, you're and, you're the best striker of the year. Good job. And Chelsea, for that matter. Yeah, you're the best of the team. Year. Hooray! We have the most people nominated. But yet, not one of our players gets one of the main awards. Shut I mean, that would be. Go ahead. Uh, 
I was just gonna say that would be the only argument you could make for Jorginho. You know, he was one of the best players for Chelsea during the Champions League run, and then one of the best players for Italy during their Euro run. So he's the commonality between two of the biggest tournaments of the year. Therefore, you know, give it to him. That would be like the only real argument I could give to him. Like I was, so I was actually watching the ceremony. And first of all, ceremony fucking blows. Let's be honest. It was so bad. Like they were, they were interviewing with Chelsea and they would just say like, um, yeah, we're, uh, hold on. Hold please. Hold on. <laughs> and he's gone. Chelsea after dark. Uh, talk about basements after dark. <laughs> Got him. Uh, so hey don't mind me um but no it, it's like i don't know I, I i i just don't understand how you have something where you have so many people nominated you have Jorginho doing whatever he does and then that's not enough and then you're watching this stuff and you're like oh yeah um most out like top African player, top African scorer in the Premier League all time. And that was it. And yet he's number six. Like, and then then for Erling Holland, they put, yeah, uh, 10 Champions League goals last year. And that was it. But then other people, they have to go through like multiple graphics, like Jorginho, where it's like, yeah, uh, you know, Euro 2020 winner, Champions League winner, uh, you know, whatever. It's like, really? And they're just going through one graphic for, like, one person. And even defenders, they would just show, like, one or two good stops that they had. It's like, really? <laughs> that, that That's the best you would come up with. Oh, uh, like Phil Foden. Oh, uh, yeah, he was on the – Premier, the he was part of Man City. They won the Premier League, and then he was on the England team. Like, congrats! Like, do you, do you want a fucking participation award or like what? It was just so bad. Their coverage was terrible. They were interviewing Chelsea, and they were in England, so they were doing it via like satellite or whatever. And Drogba, Drogba was a presenter. He was like one of the hosts. So he's going through, he asks the questions. Then you sit there for 15 seconds. And then it goes to like the, the conference in for Chelsea and you hear the playback and everybody in the crowd is just waiting and you can hear like the playback. I'm like, you have to be shitting me. It's 2021. You zoom. It's so bad. Like it, it was like I had to like just kind of walk away because it was that bad. I'm like, how was it that bad? There's like a 15, 20 second delay. Terrible. I don't get it. I'll be right back. That's why I did not watch the ceremony. Yeah, that, that, that's the reason why. <laughs> exactly. No other reason. Hey, what do you think of uh I was gonna bring this up last week on the pod and I completely forgot. Uh NBC, $2.7 billion for Premier League for the next six years. Uh, I very much like it. Um, I like the crew that runs the games. Um, 
I like the commentators and I enjoy you know, Tim Howard and, and Rebecca and I don't remember who else does it. Uh, the Robbies. The Robbies. But I, I know that's big for like the Men and Blazers and uh, their affiliation with NBC. Um, so I think it's a solid deal. I like that they're stepping up to the plate, paying more for it. And I think it just shows, um, I think it shows the trajectory that Premier League is on. You know, one question I got asked by my father-in-law was just like, you know, how, he's like, how much do they cater to the U.S.? Because he was asking about like times of, games that are on and he's like do they consider the u.s when they're like making their schedule or do they cater to us at all and i was like dude you got to you know acknowledge that they have fans in china too and they've got fans in the u.s and all over the place so we're a market but we're definitely not the biggest market but i said what will speak volumes is they're on a tour taking the champions league trophy to the united states and milwaukee and austin and la and new york or wherever the other stops are it's like that wouldn't happen if we weren't a big market to them and a big supporter group for them. And uh, I don't think that happens 10 years ago. You know, I don't think it happened when we won it back in 2012. So it shows the growth and the trajectory that we're on. And I love where that's headed. And I think bigger TV deals lead to more exposure, lead to more events, lead to lots of. So I love it. Do I like I like the presentation? I was listening to Men and Blazers earlier today and uh you know i forgot if it was roger Debo was talking about how it's like basically like sunday night football level production for like pre-game post-game like all that and i think of cbs sports and how, how like just how much i hate their champions league coverage espn is just relaying feeds from other countries fox uh, I, I don't know fox comes off as like the, the cheap knockoff to me in, in any sport, college football, baseball. And they started the whole thing. Right. <laughs> Fox soccer channel, channel. Right. Honestly, I'll take Fox over Paramount. Yeah, that's fair. Anything to get Jamie Carragher off my screen. Hmm. G- give, me, give me Rob Stone. Oh, Rob Stone. How do we get Martin Tyler back and Ian Dark back? That's all but, I want. Ian Dark is calling La Liga games now. He was, uh, I was watching Barca last weekend and he was calling that game. Yeah, I, I miss him. So any, I. any USA, any USA game with him on it on the call is good. How do we get Raj and Devo to call games for NBC? Well, it'd be like the Manning cast. Oh. <laughs> that could be fun. There's an idea. It'd be, it'd be like, Arsenal fan TV. We have to do them. We have to have them do uh, El Blaze Erico. Chelsea Everton. I don't know why NBC, why NBC hasn't done that. That sounds like a great, great idea. I think the future of like sports cast is like you've got Joe Buck doing Joe Buck things that cater to a certain audience. And then you've got like, oh, turn into this different channel and we've got the same game, but we've got Pat McAfee calling the game. Like, I think the future of sports is having multiple casts with different commentators to attract different people. For a while, ESPN was doing that. I remember watching the BCS National Championship game and 
it was like when I was watching Dan Levitard show every day and they had the whole Levitard crew like just watching and just like shooting the shit while while watching the game. That was great. I personally love the Manning cast. I'm such I, a huge fan of that. I've yet to watch it. My dad Oh, it's my, so good. My dad just watched it for the first time this weekend and spent like 30 minutes raving about it to me. It's so good because they bring on like like four different guests. If 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 you need one to watch to get you into it, watch the one where they bring on Marshawn Lynch. Hilarious. I've seen the clips <laughs> it's of that. So good. <laughs> he talks about how he had three shots of Hennessy before joining. <laughs> it's Marshawn Lynch. What, what you get you like know? Ron Artest level clips of like, yeah, I used to have shots of Hennessy at halftime, man. <laughs> yeah. He's and like he'll be on the pot. He goes, What the fuck? Oh, can't say that. <laughs> It's just so good. Marshawn Lynch should be calling games with like Snoop Dogg. Like Snoop Dogg calls fights now, you know, like that's the stuff that people want to see. Oh, the one with um with Sean O'Malley. <laughs> oh, it's it's so good. O'Malley. He just goes on for like a minute just saying O'Malley with uh Uriah Faber. Mm-hmm. It's it's gold. It's absolute gold. Well, NBC was already doing that. I remember during the Olympics, they had the, the like Olympic after show with Kevin Hart. Kevin Doug. Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Just like analyzing random ass sports. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, damn. What are they doing? Oh, damn. Word. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> the horse is crip walking. <laughs> it, it's, it's similar to, um, to when Snoop uh, was doing the, the Nat Geographic like voiceovers. That's a mongoose. Are these mongoose? <laughs> Just Snoop being Snoop. I don't know if either of you guys listen to Rogan, uh, but Snoop was on Joe Rogan recently. And it's it's well worth the listen just because they both get ridiculously high. And Snoop is just, he's a gem, man. He's just really great. And he's a hardworking dude. He does a lot of good and he has a lot of love. And it's just like, it's like a love fest almost. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure out Nicole was asking me the other day if I remember Snoop and uh, Martha Stewart having a TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know. Blown, completely forgot about that. He talks about that. He met Martha at one of the roasts and he like, uh, it was like Snoop and Jeff Ross started smoking in the, the bathroom or something at one of the roasts at one of the commercial breaks. And like Martha got like contact high and they met each other and then they became friends. And then after that, now they started this like Snoop and Martha empire, which would have never fucking happened before. It was uh, the Bieber one. Yep. So it just like good vibes, you know, smoking weed, having fun having a couple of laughs led to a relationship that no one would have thought. And now it's kind of like, now you're not super surprised to see Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg hanging out, which no one thought would ever happen. It's wonderful. I love it Snoop. Anytime he's on a rose, I'm like, yeah, I'm watching just to see what Snoop says. He brings his own micro, yeah. Uh, Mike to the podcast and it's got like voiceover effects and so he brings it to the Rogan thing and he like starts using his own mic and it's hilarious. Snoop Dogg coming in at you and just 
so funny, man. It's so good. It's a long one, but it's it's worth it. Yeah, I've I've stopped listening to podcasts just because I would used to listen to them like when I took the bus into work. Well, then I stopped doing that. Then I would just listen to Men and Blazers on the way. And then I started listening to 1029 The Hog and listening to um, Steve Zabin, who would do like the sports things from like 8.15 to like 8.45. Mm-hmm. I would listen to that and it was hilarious. But now he's got his own show on a different radio station. So I got this other guy, Tim Murray, who that one's also fun. But I don't drive into the office anymore. So I haven't listened to anything in God knows how long. Yeah, the only time I'm really on them is when I'm traveling for work. So I have like two hours there, two hours back. So I got time to kill. Usually one of those hours is us. So, yeah, I uh, take like a three mile walk almost every day. So nice. There you oh, go. That's great. So I get one of those in probably over the course of a week. <laughs> you total everything up. Yeah. Maybe get three miles. Try to do it. Most days I didn't get one today. Just Most days that I can, when I don't have calls scheduled, I try to take a long lunch walk. It's like my non-negotiable. How long have you been working out? Uh, a couple months. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of lapsed the past couple of weeks, but um, I uh, I belong to Orange Theory. So, what's that? Say like a fitness tracker based heart rate monitor workout. Okay. So Sixty minute workout. They monitor your heart rate, and you're trying to get into like basically your intense zones. So you're like. 85% of max heart rate to 90 something. So, so is it like a, like a hip workout? Yeah. It's okay. tread plus lifting basically. And then they're rowing machines too. Oh, nice. So yeah. 615 tomorrow morning. Lucky you. Oh, come home, shower, leave for work, be there all day. Yeah. Then go to pinball league. Hey, silver lining. Where I drink all my calories back. Amen. Yeah, as long as, as long as you go net zero by the end of the day, you're good. Yeah, you, yeah. you gotta have you gotta have a realistic goal in mind. Dude, these workouts though, like they say you burn like six hundred to nine hundred calories in an hour workout, which Oof. that's legit. Yeah, yeah. So it's good for you. My fat ass needs it. Yeah, I can see you over there. I'm at COVID-19, baby. Amen. I, I had a hard enough time fitting into my snow pants uh, for the Packer game. Hmm. Had on leggings, had on a pair of basketball shorts, sweatpants, and I tried to put my snow pants on. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> got to suck it in a little bit. <laughs> yep. Hope I just... you got the buttons, so snap. <laughs> what? Let everybody else heat you. Use the, the community body warmth. Dude, it's no joke at those. Like, you're right next to everybody. In summer, yeah, you can get away with it. In winter, oh, no. Everybody's layered up, so everybody's an extra, like, six inches wider. Mm-hmm. Oof. 
you are snug. Luckily, the the people that were sitting in front of us, um, only two people showed up, and they had the row of four. They had four seats, so we were able to split ours and just go two and two. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and I'm not even the one with the biggest hips, but I was like, well, shit, I'll fucking take whatever room I can get. <laughs> I have a question for you guys, completely not related. Yes. So jerseys when they wear their thirds which i don't think they've worn yet they did against uh leicester oh wait really? those ones the thirds i yeah, think they, they wore their, they wore their ways i think they've worn them once it i was don't champions remember. league wasn't it was it zenith or malmo my question is do they have <laughs> orange or white lettering because on the site you can buy it with either uh, I, the the white is the, Premier League, yeah, Premier League based, and then the orange is for any other competition. Got it. You can tell by the by the style because there's that line going through it in the Got middle. It. Yep, I understand. I just don't know why it's not consistent. I guess, but it, well, it's it's always been that way, even with um. Also, like this, this pisses me off. Like one's. Like that, and the others like that. Like <laughs> it has to yeah, do. The, it has to do with like Carabao. Even Carabao Cup, they have slightly different numbering too, don't they? No, they use the that one on the left there. Um, this, but it's uh, the Premier League like mandates specific dimensions for numbering, and then Nike creates all the other ones. Yeah, and Champions League always has something slightly different. Okay, I was just curious. Get so Premier it. League would be white white numbering. Getting a new RLC kit? No, I just clicked on it for. Uh, I was looking at uh, Cuthbert jerseys actually. Nice. Or Panella Harder. Yeah, man, we were talking about this before you got on. What uh, you had to get a women's women's player? Kurt. Sam Kerr all day. Of course. Such a child. Do you know who's a, you know who's a great follow? Is uh see the one on the bottom right there that Zakira Vucevic. Dude, she she's hilarious. She's like their like pretty much Champions League only keeper. <laughs> yep. Let's see what, what makes her a good follow. Hold on, just let me. I'm bringing up her profile here, just like her bio sets the tone. Uh, fuck. Of course, now I can't fucking find it. Here you go, Zakira Musevic, pro football, pro footballer. Okay, not really because I'm a girl, so I'm a housewife <laughs> mostly in the kitchen. <laughs> Hobby goalkeeper. Goalkeeper for Chelsea Women's Football Club. Once I've done the dishes, that's hilarious. Wow, <laughs> and that's on her Twitter. Yeah, it's funny. Might have to get on Twitter and follow her. That's amazing, Matt. I don't think I could drink more than half of one of these beers. No, no, I'm uh, this one hit me pretty hard about halfway through the pod. <laughs> I I bought one of the 
Surly does like an annual release. Um, and I bought one of like last year's and that was the same thing. It was just like, it was a lot. It was just way too much. You're just I, like, it felt like you were sipping on straight bourbon, but straight bourbon almost is more enjoyable. Not as thick. Yeah. Syrupy. Yeah. And, that, and a quad is a, any quad or triple is going to be Belgian style, which is usually going to be a little bit thicker to begin with. And then you throw <laughs> the bourbon barrel age on top of that. Yeah. Your face says it all, dude. You took one sip of that. Holy hell. Did that. That was $24 for a four pack. I so, can understand why. Yeah. So I think I'm going to, but you, you can have one tomorrow when I pick you up. Outstanding. I'll use that to pregame. <laughs> there you go. Don't embarrass yourself in front of a Chelsea legend. We don't even know the guy. <laughs> Tori Andre Flo? 90s. Yeah, way before my time. Actually, before all of our times. Before my time, too. Uh, he was, I remember him bouncing around in the league when I first started getting into soccer. He was, here you go. He was at Rangers, Sunderland, Leeds, MK Dons, all those good places. Um, so he I, was available for, for this thing, basically. Well, he, he's like the uh, youth. Something. Yeah, he was, he, he's been part of the club. Um, in some sort of like managerial style role, like like youth academy or something like that. Something. Yeah, he's like he's like some kind of director, but he's leaving at the end of the year to go manage somewhere. From what I was reading, so um, uh, Matt, I was telling some Collins about this uh, before the pod. Uh, Collins, I, I found it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for you guys, and then and then I will bid you both adieu. But it is <laughs> quite quite the funny TikTok that I saw, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, catch catch the subtlety of of the joke he rolls into this. You have people in your phone with names such as John Landlord or Hannah It. What I think is cool about this is we've kind of come full circle as to how surnames were formed hundreds of years ago. If Hannah had been a baker back in the day, she would have been Hannah Baker or Carpenter or Fisher. And these are examples of what we call occupational surnames. Maybe some people are in your phone based on where they're from or where you met them, such as Sarah Infernos. These are called toponymic surnames, and they can often be based on specific places. Jack London's ancestors will have come from London, or they can be based on geographical features. Might look like Brad Pitt's family will have come from, will have lived near a pit, while Wayne Bridge's family will have lived near a bridge and hopefully far away from the Terries. Maybe you have some people with names such as Charles, Andrew's brother. <laughs> Sorry about so I, you. So I, I was just scrolling through TikTok and I saw that. And I was like, how subtly he worked that joke in that's going to go over so many people's heads and have no idea what it means. And I did. <laughs> yep we know that oh, one real well oh man uh that was funny that was wild. so good <laughs> well well played hopefully far from the terries hopefully it didn't really matter 
right? Yeah, not, not far enough. Couldn't not get far, far enough. enough. Well, boys, I'm going to head. So sounds good. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, have fun tomorrow, boys. Enjoy it. We will. Wish, wish I could be there for you. We'll, yeah. we'll send Next you. Time. We'll send you plenty of shit. Can't wait. Yes. All right. Cheers. All right. Later, Later brother.